Should we question? Question. Answer. Should we have like acknowledged Maddie actually in the last episode? <laughs> or no? Mm. Like I don't know. I don't know either. I say no. Okay. Well, that's good because we didn't do it. And it'd be <laughs> hilarious if we did it on this one, which is going to come out in like like later Nine than weeks. any of the other ones we have yeah. queued up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Welcome to The Radio Cure. I'm your host, Nathan Seal, and each week Jeremy Cohen and I talk about new albums and artists in and around the indie music landscape. This week, it's another young British indie savant, Nilifer Yanya, warning us not to put our faith in a government-run health... (laughs) (laughs) You're doing so well. I got so proud of myself that I I nailed her name that I forgot that I was reading again. Okay. I was blown away by that. Yeah. Nilifer Yanya warning us not to put our faith in a government-run healthcare system. Talking her debut album, Miss Universe, next on The Radio Cure. Hey, Jerry. Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much. Not much. Okay, good. Nice talk. <laughs> well, I told you everything that was about my life before this happened. <laughs> That's true. We have, we before have I read us in. We have nothing to talk about but Nilifer Yanya. Again, Wait, how do you say fir- it. how do you say your first name? Nilifer. Okay. Because I, I was I was like taking my best guesses. I didn't Google it. Yeah. Uh, it's apparently it's Muslim. I looked it up. There's YouTube will pronounce names for you. Uh, oh yeah, I've seen that. I, well, we did that together once because we were trying to figure out how to pre- pronounce uh, Mesut Ozil's name. Oh remember? yeah. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Because we were thrown off because of the British announcers. Erzl. Erzl, yeah. So I thought it was like that because of the umlaut. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Nilifer is um, Muslim, and that's how it's pronounced. Uh, Yanya, I just, I just guessed at. I, I couldn't find her last name. It wasn't like, Yanya. I really like saying it. Yeah. Yadi, yadi, Yanya. <laughs> Got myself a new pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so I made the government-run healthcare system... Uh, joke? No, it's not a joke. Reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, what do you think about how this album was organized? This is definitely a conceptual album in some sense because it has like this skit, I guess, that's being that's run through the whole thing about this way health kind of mm-hmm. a healthcare hotline. Yeah, which I like the the first track, which is yeah, like the whole skit. I like that as like the trademark on there. In the actual track name, the little TM on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm not saying yeah. that's not any comment on the album being consensual. I almost said consensual. Yeah. Oh, God. It is consensual. Conceptual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just a nice little mm. touch that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. way health. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it at first. I, I think I probably could have done with it at the beginning and at the end as opposed to throughout. Like the- kind of interspersed in there. I agree. Yeah. I feel that way about all skits. Yeah, it kind of cut the flow of this album for me a little bit. I agree with um, a couple of different people that said that they kind of done without it. It supposedly it's 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 saying that you know uh, it's computer computer service enticing 
Lee offers to wipe away all of life's problems, giving concrete answers to questions that the songs pur purposefully evade. So it's like this, like, nice, tight, we'll take care of everything for you so you don't have to. And, mm -hmm. you know, life's not that simple. And I'm Yeah, it's kind of like how. a like black mirror almost type of concept. Yeah, yeah. Like, keep thinking, keep feeling. And the songs are that uh, versus, like, this dystopian kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's necessary. I think the songs are fucking amazing. The I songs love are fucking this great. Record. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, it's... And I don't think it needs to be held together by that that concept because I think it's really held together by her voice. I agree. I think I think it's an interesting and kind of fun idea, but mm -hmm. I I would I guess prefer it without. I mean, that problem is solved by making a playlist. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was wondering about artist intention and why. Yes. Um, and, I, and I thought it was an interesting choice. I don't think it was a stupid choice. I don't think it works for no. me. But it was. But it was interesting. No. It's an interesting idea. Yeah, and the the skit itself was kind of cool. Like the mm -hmm. whole how it kind of kind of continues to break down as it as it goes forward. That's fine. It it just it broke up a, an album that like really rocks. Yeah. And if you want to, if you're the kind of person that likes to listen to albums all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, this is, you know, uh, something that is, is like, why do you put this in here? Yeah. I'm just, I'm curious. Are you, but, are, are you like anti-skit in general or are you do like it in certain cases? Yeah, I, I do like it in certain cases. I don't think I've ever liked it. On those old nineties rap albums, I thought it was pretty great. I thought it was, I thought it was in keeping with that kind of. I don't know, like that latent humor that was on like those nineties. That's true. Rap like albums. like Thirty Six Chambers by Wu Tang. Some of that is genuinely yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the especially like the real graphically violent ones are really funny to me. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it all it all like the uh, the Jimmy Iovine documentary where they were, they had squirt guns. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I forgot about for that. For machine guns, because they were like, "Fuck it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, you know. To be all hard like that with squirt guns, but I think this album is all about uh, swagger. I mean, and she's got it like Karen O, Saint Vincent, Miski, even Eva Hendrix. Swagger um, for days. Yeah, total swagger. I mean, you have the other side of the bracket, the quiet side of the bracket: Julian Baker, Snail Mail, mm -hmm. uh, Black Belt, Eagle Scout, that kind of stuff that we love too. But man, this stuff really gets me going. I, I just love the guitar in this. And, I do too. And how she wields it. And I, I, I watched a couple of videos and, and yeah, the, she's got star power. Like the production on this album is remarkable. Like everything sounds so good. Like every last little like noise or something as forward as like the guitars, the drums, mm -hmm. everything sounds fucking wonderful. Yeah. And that might be because of, uh, how she she put the album out. Uh, I'll read this from Stereogum. Nilifer Yanyas writes about the in-between, the slippery space between waking and dreaming, the difference between what you think you should be feeling and what you actually feel. I like songs that have stories and situations that you can almost catch, but you can't ever quite ever catch properly, she once said. I love when people say they once said. They said that one time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'm not going <laughs> to... 
Just something she said. Don't worry about where I got it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I love that sentiment because that's the songwriting that I, that I absolutely love, and I think we love too. It's kind of this these vignettes, these small yeah. sketches of things where it's it's kind of getting at certain places and situations, but it's general enough because it's hard to catch. Yeah, that it applies to so many different personal things in like the listeners. Yeah. Um, own life. Yeah. So, and, uh, and I feel like it, it seems like it might be like kind of hard to do that throughout a whole album, but she fucking kills it on this. Yeah, it, it may just be how she thinks and mm-hmm. how she kind of processes things. Yeah, uh, I think that's true of a lot of artists, and and she comes from artists. Yanya comes from a family of artists, so the ponderous territory might be in her blood. There you go. Uh, She grew up in London with two visual artists for parents, and she was immersed in a music program at school. She spent long stretches of time in a studio that her uncle owns and operates in Cornwall. (laughs) Cornwall. (laughs) Crazy British people in there. Funny names. <laughs> That's where she ended up writing and recording most of her debut album, seemingly more comfortable working with those that are closely tied to her. Yanya has been in the perpetual process of breaking out uh, for a few years now with a series of singles and EPs that gradually revealed the expansive scope of her talents. Supposedly, those are a little bit quieter, actually, and more expansive than. Oh, that's than, interesting. Uh, than this record. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah, typically the biggest of these songs will be packed together for the proper debut album. But Yanya sidestepped that potentiality for Miss Universe, which contains none of her previous highlights, instead of opting for 12 brand new songs, like the Japanese house, each of which sounds like an open-ended query. The songs of Miss Universe are minimal and instinctual. There's a shagginess to them. They flow freely. And that really is like the beauty of her voice. It's so Mm -hmm. free flowing from like different like octaves and kind of, um, you know, inflections. And she gets a lot of work out of that. Yeah. And I, and I think it's it's like perfect for the, a lot of the music sounds like, like I was saying with the production, like just so polished and perfect almost Mm -hmm. that her doing all this different shit with her voice and like the way she delivers certain lines and stuff, it, it works really well. It's like not quite a juxtaposition, but I don't know. Yeah, she's obviously worked with somebody that was very familiar with her voice mm-hmm. and was able to produce it perfectly yeah. Yeah. Uh, on these on these songs. That was from Stereogum, if I didn't say uh, before. Uh, but the first one I picked was uh, Paralyzed. I, I feel like this record has a couple of different kinds of songs on it. And one of them, one of the kinds of songs are these kind of more poppier, hookier songs that mm-hmm. you're like, wow, this is this shows her shows her kind of ability to write a, a hook, to kind of write something that's catchy and kind of is an earworm. And I think Paralyzed is one of those songs. Because I had read a review or two of this album uh, before I ever listened to it, and I was I wasn't expecting it 
to have as many rock elements as it does. And this song like, yeah. really does like great, like indie rock, even like nineties alternative rock guitars mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's this kind of clickety clack of the percussion and the bass that, um, God, I that love early, the bass and drums in this song. Yeah. That early local natives had to it, yeah, like, yeah. You know, hitting on the side. Um, and that, that really sets the tone and her voice comes in. And so there are these quiet spaces that really give the, the kind of latitude towards like when that guitar busts out and it's a really simple hook, yeah. but because it's all been like kind of clickety clackety in her, in her great voice, like it just, it hits you like a, like a wall. Like I'm hitting a wall. I'm, I'm running away, <laughs> running away, hitting a wall. <laughs> So it's like that space that the verses create uh, for the guitar to kind of be more epic than it actually probably is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really nice effect. And I really like that uh, little breakdown. So about two Mm -hmm. thirds of the way through there, like super groovy. And then it just like ramps back up with some like just classic like guitar wailing. Yeah, just once in there. I wish it would happen a a couple more times. I know. It was so fun. I like, can, I want I can more handle of this. a full solo. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Badass in a, in a kind of a St. Vincent way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but still hooky and poppy in a St. Vincent way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those two things together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Baby Blue. I, I, this was the one that is currently most popular on, on Spotify. Oh, this is. is a little bit of a, a sexier groove. It has kind yeah. of a jazzy R&B feels to it. This is another kind of aspect of her, you know, it, uh, uh, like with Paralyzed, it did sound very 90s. Yeah. You know, real straightforward, like indie rock. Uh, but Baby Blue has some definite kind of other jazzier uh, feels to it. Yeah, those pianos in there, definitely, like, very jazzy, nice. The The pianos, remind, the tone of them reminded me of uh, Radiohead. I couldn't, I was trying to think of what mm. song, but I, I couldn't place it. But there was a Radiohead vibe to it to me. Yeah, uh, um, Stand Up, Sit Down, Sit Down, Stand yeah, Up. Yeah, probably that one. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, it starts yeah. with the piano. Yeah. Yep. And then... Uh, it's like kind of a slow burner of a song and then goes to like it is. a pretty a danceable place eventually, though. Like yes, even though, that's even though exactly temp- what I said. Yeah, even though like the tempo doesn't pick up that much, it's like very danceable uh, towards the end there. Yeah, kind of. It takes that jazzy part of it and kind of ramps it up into a, a, a dance kind of feel to it. Yeah, there's some yeah, like it's definite disco aspects to it, which, yeah, relatively speaking, we it's been a little bit since we've had that in our lives. <laughs> relatively speaking, <laughs> relatively speaking, um, wait, there is somebody. I don't know if it's on this one, but there is a saxophone uh, throughout. I don't, I don't know if it's on this one. I can't. No, remember. I don't think. I don't think it's this track. Uh, and it was played by her her uh, friend of the family, Jazzy Bobby. Jazzy Bobby. It's a fantastic name for. God, a I want to be friends with Jazzy Bobby. <laughs> right. We got to meet this guy. 
Well, it's uh, B-O-B-B-I, so I was assuming it's a woman. Oh, a woman. Well, I want to meet yeah. this woman. Actually, I know it's a woman because I saw them oh. <laughs> do like some like basement recording, and she was in it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Jazzy yeah. Bobby. There's some, there's some cool videos. Jazzy Bobby. Fantastic jazz name. Why do jazz people get names? I don't know. They have great names. Why is there certain genres of music where you get nicknames and other... I feel like... Yeah, so there's like you don't get nicknames. Like old jazz men get nicknames. Uh, like old timey country people often get nicknames. Like oh, old yeah. bluesmen, old bluesmen. Mm. They're all like I wish it's they're all it's all like blind and then whatever your name is. Yeah, or fat. Yeah, blind or fat. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all like ailments and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because being blind isn't an ailment, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Old Tumor McGee over there. <laughs> Man, he can play a trumpet. Old Diabetes Charles. <laughs> Gorder Gary. Fantastic jazz bassist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, well, either way. Let's bring back nicknames. Let's bring nicknames back to musicians. <laughs> Um, incidentally, she just goes by her name, so she doesn't have a nickname. All right, let's get her a nickname. I feel like I feel like I could definitely not object to her being called something. I think Yanya, like Saint Vincent or Mitski, or you know what I sure. mean. Like even if it was just Yanya, yeah, right? I think Yanya's solid. Yanya's, yeah. I mean, like I said at the beginning, Yanya's fun to say. Yanya. Is it because there already is a Yanni? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, you don't really Sounds, want that. It does sound kind of like World Cafe, doesn't it, Yanya? Yeah, it does. Well, <laughs> we'll work on this. Uh, speaking of World Cafe, I feel like Safety Net is is like peak adult contemporary. She has that. Oh, she yes. has that in her bag too, and I fucking love it. I really do too. <laughs> I'm so in on this. Um, like there's there's like an islandy summery feel to it too, especially at the beginning yeah. before like the synths really take the song over. Absolutely, it's it's in the the kind of the slow XX or like Japanese mm -hmm. house kind of feel, but you can you can hear a huge hit kind of brewing in yeah. the back of this song. Yeah. Like she is, it's coming. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to be somebody I'm not. Is one of the lines in here. I think that that's saying, you know, I know that I can write a big ass yeah. song. Yeah. But I'm just going to be who I am on this record. And I, th and I think there's a couple moments on this album, including this song, where she, like, proves it. She she has what it takes to do this, like, big hit. It's yeah, and if you have somebody that really knows your voice and stuff like that, I, I think that her next record is going to be bigger and, and mm -hmm. you know. She was um, she was here. I missed her in right. January or February. And uh, she was opening for uh, Sharon Van Etten... At the Gothic. Yeah, I How bet that, that you, you texted me that earlier. That was probably dope as fuck. 
Yeah, I mean, it had to have been so good because Sharon Van Etten brings it on the guitar too. Yeah. And to have an opener this unique. Man, yeah, I bet that was a hell of a spectacle. (laughs) Fantastic show. Both of them very strong. On the strong side, the swagger side. (laughs) A lot of swagger. Gold swagger. (laughs) Wait, is that like a gold swagger? Like gold schlager? No, it's it's a thing people say. Oh, it is. I think they say it on a um, Barstool podcast that I listen to. I, for some reason, made the connection to the vodka with the gold in it. Goldschlager. Goldschlager. I thought you were making a reference to that, and I was going to be like, that's a reach, but apparently it was me reaching. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why my brain went there. No, I mean, I feel like everyone has a story about how they threw up on Goldschlager and will never drink the shit ever again. You know, honestly... If I'm remembering correctly, my only exposure to Goldschlager is the movie Superbad. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it in real life. Really? I don't think so. Terrible, terrible alcohol. Well, it's a ridiculous concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the gold doing in there? I have no idea. Get that gold out of there. Just pimping. Just pimping. <laughs> uh, much like the heavyweight champion of the year would be pimping. Hell yeah. This is my favorite song. This this song it's mine is too. fantastic. Isn't this nice that we're 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 coming together here something? after our, I know our it's last been a episode. Hard couple of weeks. It was it was rough. We had some disagreements, but this is nice. We're we're, we're really back together off. again. Yeah, this is this is the the best of the record because I think that it is the one where her voice voice explodes completely yeah it, she does some crazy shit with it like that is like it's almost yodeling and i am so here for that Absolutely. I I don't know if it's her accent or if she is like in a um, early Kings of Leon way being um, oh, obscure on mm-hmm, purpose, mm-hmm. you know? Well, whatever, um, whatever it is, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. And and the music is so good and the vibe is so good mm-hmm. that I don't really miss like being able to actually audibly hear the lyrics. Like I like I to on either. a national song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And yeah, I mean like, it seems like from what little I know about her and just from like listening to this album and just like looking at her like album artwork and whatnot, I, th- 
Mm-hmm. I get the sense that she's probably a pretty sharp person. And so I feel like her lyrics are probably quite good. But, man, it just sounds so good. I, I'm like you said, I'm honestly OK with not knowing what the fuck she's saying. <laughs> well, she was raised by two artists. So, yeah, of course, she's intelligent. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that like you're like propping up your son right now? <laughs> I'm tooting my own horn, not my son's horn. (laughs) He's going to be smart because I'm smart and I'm an artist. Right. And Sarah's an artist. (laughs) It's going to be fucking Uh, weird, I can tell you that much. (laughs) Yes, that that part is definitely true. Uh, I said uh, Vagabond meets Rusted Root feel. I would like to reach out my hand. You know what I mean? Kind of has that feel to it. I do. <laughs> it's a really great call that never would have occurred to me. <laughs> but it also has that vagabond thing where it's just like a guitar in her and it just goes crazy every once in a while. I know. I really like that for the majority of the song, uh, it's just her of the guitar. Because like in most of the other songs, there's like a good bit going on. With her yeah. voice too, but just the guitar in her voice really works out nicely. That's that's how you know. I mean, this song is the the proof. Yep. Of her abilities and because if you can just do that, yes, and it can be the best song on the record, and you your voice and the guitar are competing for who's going to be like the craziest and loudest, yep. and your voice wins. Dope. Yeah. Fucking dope. Nice future ahead of you. I think so too. And and then man, what a what a big time ending to this song. <laughs> like it gets huge. Oh. And yeah. it's so rewarding after the like relative minimalism of the first parts. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's simple still. Yes. But if you can pull it off, but it's, it's huge. amazing. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's just be, because of uh, like her voice and her place, like that hugeness goes to a completely different place, mm-hmm. and, and so it, you're, it's felt more. Mm-hmm. It's not huge because there's like some sort of like face melting guitar yeah, solo or yeah. anything like that. It, it's it's huge because of her presence. I've listened to this song so many times in the last couple of days. <laughs> It's a great way to end. I was trying to pick all songs that weren't uh, the singles because the first single uh-huh. inside my head mm-hmm. is a fantastic song. That's the that's the second track after the first uh, health thing, right? Yeah, it's the second track. Okay, it's yeah, the yeah. first real track, but it, it was the single that I heard a long time ago. I was like, "Ooh, dude, I want to definitely." Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, review her when she comes out, and then she. It. I just forgot about it. Well, great job remembering. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wait. Notoriously can't remember a goddamn thing. I'm really glad you (laughs) did, because otherwise this wouldn't have been in my life, and I would be worse off. I was blown away when I I started listening to the album. I was like, damn. It was one of those immediate kind of things where you're just like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking fantastic. Oh, my God, this is fucking great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no break in it either. I mean, every one of these songs is fantastic. There's a Melt is great. The Unordained. That's a fantastic song. And and a lot of them, I think, I felt like we picked, I, I, I picked these. Yeah. But I felt like we picked the ones that 
you know, we're the most playlist ready. We're yeah. the poppiest. We're, you know, the, the kind of the highlights. But there are some much more interesting things going on production wise. Yeah, and yeah. Like yeah, this instrument is, wise and song wise and others uh, the other ones. Yeah, this is definitely one that if you're into complete albums, which some people have tried to tell us that people just aren't into that anymore, but we are. So other people probably are too. Right? They still keep putting out albums. They keep putting out I albums. don't understand why you're saying that it's dead. People, yeah. Who yeah. doesn't put out an album? Like, what do you mean the album's dead? Like literally no What are you one. talking about? Like, yeah. yeah. So, everyone. If the album's dead, that means everyone's just putting out singles all the time. Yeah. That's not happening. That's mm -hmm. happening in some places, but not everywhere. But yeah, this this as a whole complete piece as an album is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I, if people listening want to give these songs a listen to see if they like it, sure, go ahead and do that. But this is one you really need to listen to front to back. And good for her not putting any of her... Because that's just a cash grab. When you put the old songs on yeah. on your debut album, like Mumford and Sons did. Yeah. That's just saying, well, we want to cash in on these great songs that we already wrote instead of writing new songs. Yeah, and it, like, and whether it's true or not, like doing that kind of gives the impression that you actually don't have enough new ideas to be putting out an album. Because they could have just put out their second album, Battle, as their first, basically. Yeah. I like how often I know way too much about Mumford and Sons. I know I, I love Mumford and Sons comes up a lot on this podcast. I think it's because <laughs> we were just very hurt by them. Oh my god, that oh god that that EP. It'd be so with good. Sister on it, oh. and um, it's fucking dynamite. Yeah, fucking fantastic record. Yeah, <laughs> sorry guys. Let's let's just moment of silence for Mumford and Sons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they deserve it. <laughs> oh. All right, I think that does it for us this time. Check out Miss Universe and tell us what you think of the record by leaving us a review in iTunes. Follow the link in the show notes to all the reviews and music used in this episode to our website, theradiocurepod.com. Till next time, I've been Nathan Seal. With me was Jeremy Cohen. Thanks for listening to the Radio Cure. Bye. I was, I was thrown off by your cadence there on the... <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of something else while I was reading that, because I read that so much. I was thinking about the, the fact that we talked about giving away shirts for reviews in, oh, like, yes. the Japanese house one, and then never mentioned it again, because we're... Because <laughs> we're dumb as shit. We, we, we suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Maddie on that.